Hey everyone, we are back. This is Bob WP and Do the Woo, episode 45. I'm joined by my uh, very smart, brilliant, intelligent co-host, Mendel. How you doing, Mendel? Wow, Bob. I'm doing good. <laughs> Thanks, for, thanks for that uh, lively intro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's um, I got I gotta say it as it is. You know, I, I don't beat around the bush. So, um, <laughs> uh, so we're yep, we're we're um continuing on. Everybody's dealing with stuff all over the world. Uh, yep, it's a crazy time, stressful time for a lot of people. But we hope we can bring a little bit of conversation into your life. Uh, how's things with you, Mendel? I'm doing well. Um. Yep, we have we have we have internet, we have coffee. Um that's basically all I need. So yeah. uh yeah, things yeah, things are good. And and warm conversation like what we're about to have. So that's good. All righty. Well, before we uh meet our guest, I just want to give a shout out to our three sponsors. Of course, WooCommerce.com. You can check them out at WooCommerce. Dot com. Uh, they are our community sponsor, and uh, yeah, we we love Woo. We uh, you know where to find them. We also have FooEvents.com, a ticketing plugin for your WooCommerce site. They have a really cool offer to give our listeners, so make sure you stay tuned in for that. And we have WPSiteSync.com, where you can. Sync up your local or your staging site with your live site and do some really, really cool, excellent updates uh, without having to worry, basically. So uh, they had this is kind of a newer uh, service they've offered the last, oh, I don't know, month or so. So you. Yeah, just launched, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's uh, cool stuff. So so check those out. Uh, you'll hear more about those later in the show. But for now, let's move right into this. I'm pretty excited to have our guest, Jamie Madden. Uh, Jamie's joining us from the other side of the world this morning. How are you doing, Jamie? I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, it's a bit dark over here, so we're pretty much on the opposite side. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, we're in lockdown, but other than that, uh, things are still trucking along. Everyone's changing how they're working, and some of us are doing much the same. So yeah, we're we're doing well over here. Actually, um, it's a bit warm. The rains are coming soon, so that'll be a nice change. And you are let everyone know where that you are, just for they can have some context to it. Uh, I am based in Saigon, uh, also known as Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam, and uh, I've been here almost four years now. Very cool. Well, I know Jamie from. Actually, where I reached out from to him was on the WooCommerce Slack channel. He's very actively involved there. But I'd like to hear a little bit about, let's start with just what does Jamie do with the Woo? Uh, I am the founder and lead developer of uh, WC Vendors. It is one of the oldest marketplace plugins for WooCommerce. So it turns WooCommerce into a multi-vendor store so people can register to uh, sell products on your WooCommerce shop, and then you can take a commission of every single sale. Uh, I have been doing that now for over six years. Um, and before that, I was building WooCommerce stores 
And uh, so I started out as an agency building uh, online stores for people using WooCommerce. And then one of my customers was like, hey, I want to make an eBay, but I have the budget of two shoestrings. Uh, what can you do? And I'm like, yeah, we can do this with Woo. Uh, and, and I did. So it was a six-month project uh, that ended up taking 18 months due to the customer moving the goalposts a few times. But in the end, that actually ended up being the the groundwork for what was eventually WC vendors. So um, that was actually a fork, just like WooCommerce was, of another product. Um, the guy that was developing it decided that he'd had enough and just ceased development. So myself and another guy, we took over support and then... I had been running a modified version for a long time and we released that for free and said, everyone who used the old product, you can now use ours for free. Um, and then a year later, we released the pro version uh, and we've been clocking along with that for the the last five, or sh- five odd years. Yeah. So July 2014, we uh, launched WC Vendors and then uh, WC Vendors Pro was... Uh, October the next year, so year and a bit. Cool. So how did you get into, it sounded like you were designing stores or designing WooCommerce sites before, so how did you even step into the uh, atmosphere of Woo? Uh, well, I've been in WordPress space since B2 Evolution days. Um, so when I saw some posts from Matt uh, on the B2 Evolution forums and I started following his development of WordPress, uh, and I was building sites and stuff with WordPress for a lot, quite a long time. I built my first plugin before custom post types were available. Um, and I used a, uh, the pretty much the same evolution a lot of people did. They started with OS Commerce or Magento and then moved over to WordPress-based solutions. So I tried WP e-commerce. Um, I tried uh, Shop plugin. S-H-O-P-P plugin um, that was out for a while uh, and then Jigoshop and then from Jigoshop I found WooCommerce and it was actively developed, had a great team behind it, had really great themes that you could use with it, which was really difficult in the early days, finding a really good theme and plugin that worked well together because um, everyone was kind of a cowboy in the early 2010s, like, Everyone wanted to reinvent the wheel instead of just playing nicely with each other. Uh, and uh, Woo Themes was the first to actually make a good combo of a, a good selection of different off-the-shelf themes you could use to build a various kinds of online shops. So I started as an agency, and then after we got this plugin out the door, I was like, actually, I don't need the agency anymore. Uh, I actually enjoy working uh, on a single product and then just getting that to evolve over time. So been in the Woo space as long as Woo's been around and WordPress since as long as WordPress has been around, really. I'd, I'd love to know more about that transition. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. A lot of people, uh, this is like the thing that a lot of people want to do um, is to transition from client work to product work, right? Because um, that's, that's the diamond in the rough. If you, if you strike it rich on a product, man, everybody thinks it's smooth sailing from there. And, um, you can just sit back on the beach and sit my time. I'm sure that's what it, what it's, what it's like, isn't it? Uh, well, it 
kind of was for a while. Um, so the transitioning from agency to product, uh, it was pretty much solving a problem that a lot of people had. Like with almost all good products, you don't just build something and then hope people will use it. You're building it for a client or for an internal tool that you use or something like that. And so if someone's, if you're solving something and saving someone time and money, there's a high probability that it'll be successful. Um, and we're really lucky that we had about 5,000 existing users from the old product that we were able to kind of scoop up, which made the transition much easier. And then we only had one competitor back then. So we released it for free and said, let's, let's see how it goes. And we kind of rocketed to the top to installs. And then every kind of six or seven months or so, another competitor would come along. Uh, they would do something a little bit different. And so product is really good because you can really focus on solving a problem really, really well. Uh, a lot of people try and with agent work, agency work, there are so many goalposts and so many projects you can track and so many things that can go wrong. With product, so long as you've got it planned right and you've got a good roadmap ahead of you, you pretty much know where you're going. But the biggest thing that most people don't do is get your sales and marketing sorted pretty much from day one, uh, which we didn't do. Uh, this year is the first time I've spent any money on marketing. Uh, for the last six-ish years, it's just been organic growth. Uh and we were just really lucky we we're in a niche that that worked in. But so many people, when they build a product, they've got this great product, but they don't know how to get it out to people. Uh, and I think that's the challenge for a lot of our small independent developers is how do we take this awesome product and get it in front of people so that they can, they know the benefits of the product as opposed to just selling them a bunch of features, which are, as developers, we are very bad at doing. We just yeah. give them a table of checkboxes and say, hey, this does all of this stuff. That's enough for you. So you're you're making it sound really easy. Okay. Uh, you're, you're making it sound <laughs> like, oh, well, yeah, we just transitioned to this product and it was great. But I want to know what, what happened in that transition. So your team, um, how did that play out? Um, did you keep the team? Did you change the team? Um, what, what were some of those lessons as you were transitioning from, from agency to, to product and sales and marketing? We want to hear about that too, but, um, yes. but I, so I want to go transition. back to that Yeah. Uh, I was a sole person agency with some contractors and they were all pretty much working on design kind of like stuff I should know how to do cause I have degrees in design, but I don't do it. <laughs> um, but uh, I was able to pretty much just close the doors on my agency and walk straight into my product. So I, I was running both at the same time for about a year. And to test anything I do, I always keep my income for one and then see if that other one's going to work and if the other one's going to work. And so I was working about 60 hours in my agency and about 20 hours on the plugin. So I was working about 80 hours a week. Uh, and I did that for a year, uh, and I was pretty burned out after that time. But then the numbers lined up, and the twenty hours was earning more than the eighty, the sixty hours. 
So I said, okay, 60 hours, you can go away. And I pretty much packed my bags and went traveling for 22 months. And it was beaches and and good times because uh, I was able to have a product that worked really well. I had support staff in place. I did have a business partner to begin with, but uh, due to some health issues, he he left the company. So it started out, there was two of us, one doing support and one doing all the development. And so uh, I didn't have to worry about support unless it was a programming-related uh, support question. Uh, so it was a good balance with a little two-person team, and then we eventually hired uh, a second support person, uh, and now we're up to two support people that work two part-time shifts, uh, and it's just me and one other developer, and we run the run the uh, the setup like that. Uh, it was a lot of work to begin with. So going from our free product. We had no monetization strategy except for we'll run the we'll go the freemium model, but we didn't know what that was. Uh, we'd seen plenty of companies like Yoast and a lot of those in the early days that were working with a successful freemium model, where you give a a decent free product and then give even more in the pro product. And it took me six months to write the pro product for release, and that was. 50 or 60 hours, weeks, just nonstop working um, to get the first one out the door and then rapid, rapid releases and very late nights to fix glaring bugs that I had introduced into the early versions. Um, so, friends, one thing I can I can recommend is if you are going to transition to products, get automated testing day one. Get your testing in there as early as you can so that you can have the very smart testing systems make sure you're not releasing a product with holes in it. If you want a good product. Yes. Yes. If you, if you want a subpar product, then don't worry about the testing. Yes. Take the bugs as they come. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Foo Events. If you sell any kind of ticketing online and you're using WooCommerce, you may have discovered that it doesn't have a very intuitive approach to seamless ticket sales. I know, I've been there myself. Foo Events brings more power to your ticketing process. It's really easy to set up and you never have to worry about third-party fees again. Not only can you sell tickets, but managing them is really slick. And best of all, they have a growing number of extensions to fit any need you may have. There are no worries to the amount of tickets you can send. And for the convenience of your attendees, and to help you keep track of the event even better, it has a free mobile check-in. Managing your attendees and events goes smoother with custom event reports and ticket inventory. And you can export your attendees for additional communication that you may need to send to them. Or heck, you could even build your list. And your attendees can be rest assured that the data remains safe and private. Whether it's concerts, school functions, fundraisers, conferences, or any number of events that you sell tickets to, Foo Events has you covered. And they have a really sweet offer for you, our listener. Simply go to fooevents.com forward slash do the woo and get the Foo Events for WooCommerce plugin. This is a premium plugin for an entire year. Free, no strings attached. This offer is limited, so head on over to fooevents.com forward slash 
do the woo. And now back to our podcast. The biggest thing was the shock of the difference of going from having like 15 balls in the air to just two. So the free product and the paid product, and they were, they're, they're a hybrid. So it's really just one focus. And when you change from having to run to client meetings and draft uh, proposals and things like that, and you're changing hats so much more often when you're an agency as opposed to a product, um, you still have client support, you still have the business side of things, but generally speaking, they can just be kind of like very easily managed as opposed to chasing up clients for lack of payment or change of contract and things like that. But with with a product, it's really good to listen to your users, but that doesn't mean you have to do everything that they ask. So the, the thing that I've always thought about when you're building the product is it, how many people with this feature help? Is it going to help the most amount of people possible or is this going to help that one person that asked for it? And when you have 10 or 20,000 users pouring 10 or 15 hours into a feature for a single user uh, might not be the best use of your time when uh, you might take something that's a lot smaller and be like, hey, everyone's going to benefit from this. So let's do 10 smaller features as opposed to this really deep feature. So there's there's a lot of different kinds of management you have to do. And I think it's a lot more succinct uh, building products than it is uh, working across projects. It can get very samey working on products. See, the challenge, the, the great thing with working with clients is that pretty much every client's uh, requirements are different. So you get constantly challenged. And when you run a product for, say, six years, uh, it can get very samey, um, which is something you you can – some people can handle it and others will just be like after three years and be like, oh, this is, this is – I'm answering the same questions all the time. I'm, I'm building the same product. Like how do I, how do, I do more? Uh, and a lot of that comes down to – just making sure, for me, it's making sure that my users succeed. So this year we're doing, or well, I'm doing a big focus on uh, education uh, because that's something in our space that seems to be sorely missing is how to educate people to succeed with your product. So there's plenty of people that tell you how to use a product, but there's not many people that say, let's sit down and work out how to make sure that your business succeeds. Uh, and that's that's what I'm going to be doing this year to make my product journey continue in, in a fashion that will help me and my users uh, quite a lot, I believe, anyway. Yeah, I was going to ask because the nature of your product is a marketplace, and I was wondering if a lot of the users get starry-eyed and think, well, I can create a marketplace because this sounds pretty cool. All I have to do is find a bunch of people to put their stuff on my site and I sit back and I, you know, take a percentage and wow, that sounds like not a lot of work and probably really easy to do. Do you find that with your users? I mean, obviously, 
I'm sure there's several that have it planned and thought through, but are there ones that look at it as, and this is probably plays into your, your marketing and your education, look at it as, wow, this is probably a fairly easy thing to do because I don't have to create a product. I don't have to create a service per se. I can market other people's services or other people's products. Yeah, so we kind of have three categories of users, I guess. We've got the what I call the installers that will just install the plugin and be like, yeah, I'm going to get rich uh, and think that it's 2001 again where you can kind of half-ass the, the project and it will succeed. Uh, and those days are long gone, kids. It's gone. Uh, you have to – there needs to be a plan. You need to understand that the technology of it is off the shelf. There is literally – two dozen solutions to build a marketplace. But what you need to understand is that it's not just install, call a couple of your friends and get, like there's the chicken, marketplaces have the chicken and egg problem. It's like, do you get customers first or you do you get vendors first? Um, and I think in the five years, I've had three pre-sales questions where the, per, the person had a full plan. That's it, just three. Everyone else is coming along. The biggest issue I see is that people don't spend any time planning their launch. They don't test anything beforehand. Um, and the best is it. they take too long. Like they take three to six months to launch a site. Like you can literally build a marketplace and have it online in a day. That's the, the, the functional part of the marketplace is the easy part. It's having all of your user documentation so your vendors know how to use your system. So you can't just assume that the people you're onboarding, your customers and your vendors are going to know how to use the system. You need to provide training facilities. You need to have support systems for your customers and your vendors. Uh, and so many people forget about all those very important support mechanisms that you need in any business and in a marketplace it's critical to have those things in place before you start um and the other big issue we see is that they are all comparing themselves to the billion dollar marketplaces that are out there it's like you you're not an etsy you're not an amazon you're not an ebay sure you can have that functionality but you need to niche down to your specific community so the very successful marketplaces we see are ones that already have existing communities around them, um, be it just a simple support, for, uh, like a, a forum, uh, like a BB Press forum or something like that. So one that we have is a, it's called Musky Chasers, and they, uh, they make fly fishing flies. Um, and it's quite popular. And another one is called Oz Robotics. They, they do robotics and STEM education things. And so... They have thousands and thousands of vendors that work on uh, just robotics parts. They have some amazing customers, but they've got a plan. And this this is their third marketplace that they've worked on. So they're, they're pretty good at it because they've got experience. Um, but so many people just, they, they really do think it's like, hey, it's like I can just install this plugin and I'll be rich in a week. And they set commission system, their commission rates extremely low, like 7% when 
3% of that is your payment processor taking it out. I was like, are you really able to make this work on 4%? How, 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 what's your hosting costs? Like, what is your marketing budget? Like, how do you, what is the average cost of your product? Is it $1,000? Like, how can you live on 4%? It's like, that should be 40%. And when people see these smaller marketplaces like WooCommerce.com, they take 40%. And everyone's like, oh, that's a lot of that's a lot of per commission. I'm like, no, it's not. Like that's they have a, to have a sustainable business. And the only way you can build a sustainable business is to to focus and get your charging right. And so many people just go, no, Etsy does six percent, so I'm gonna do six percent. Like, no, you can't do that. You need to you need to look at what's in your space and say, if you're not gonna take much of a commission, then work on listing fees, work on a monthly recurring charge. So just charge everyone $9. And so, and you have a, you have a membership system instead because uh, there's so many different marketplace models out there. And we support a lot of these different models, scaling commission systems, membership systems. Uh, we're about to introduce the listing fee system. So you, you can charge per listing, um, so there's a lot of ways you can monetize your marketplace without spending too much. But you need to figure out your chicken and egg for your environment. And a lot of that is building your audience before you launch uh, and making sure that people know who you are. So that could just be getting a forum up. So if you're uh, another good example would be uh, a farmer's market that would translate very well into an online marketplace because they already have all of the infrastructure for it. But then you see other ones that they don't have a plan at all. And you wonder why. And, and, and it's, I guess it's the same with a lot of online businesses in general. Uh, print on demand is a very popular one at the moment where everyone just thinks they can slap a few designs on a t-shirt and they're going to be the next, uh, next t-shirt mogul, uh, not realizing that there is, a hundred thousand other people doing the same thing. And it's like, what, what is your unique aspect? What is your benefit that you're selling? That's going to make people want to use your, your marketplace over others. So it's the unique selling point that most people haven't thought of. This episode is brought to you by WP SiteSync. Think about this. How many times do you have to update your content on your WooCommerce site? Or maybe you're creating new products. It could be five or a hundred new products or just about any content you can think of. Now this is often done live, unfortunately, or you choose to put your site under maintenance, do your thing, and then bring it back up. Well, with WP SiteSync and the newly integrated WooCommerce add-on, you are now able to synchronize WooCommerce pages and posts between your WordPress sites. This allows you to create those new products or pages or posts, do your testing to make sure all runs smoothly, then simply push it to your live site with one simple click. The product information that will easily sync over includes taxonomies, product images, image galleries, tax settings, shipping classes and pricing, just to mention a few. And you can be rest assured that new customers, sales information, product reviews, and other data in your WooCommerce store will not be overwritten. 
WP Site Sync supports both short codes and Gutenberg blocks, so no worries there. I'm guessing you're already thinking about the time and the lost revenue that you'll be saving. And heck, I've tested it myself and can vouch for its ease of use. So head on over to WPSiteSync.com and learn more about their WooCommerce integration. And now back to our conversation. Yeah, so you uh, you talked a little bit about pricing for the people using your um, your plugin or your platform. Um, I'm curious if you can talk a little bit about how you priced your product um, and how uh, how you made the determination between what would go in pro, um, what would go in free. And I'm also super curious about um, your lifetime. Um, your lifetime product or your lifetime membership, because uh, that's something that's somewhat hotly debated um, in some circles, you know, whether to do that or not. Um, so can you talk a little bit about how you chose how to price your product? Okay. So when we first launched, it was actually $99. It was an introductory price of $99 uh, just to get all of our existing users on and, uh, the big difference between free and pro was pro has a complete front end dashboard. So the, the vendors are locked out of the WordPress admin area. Uh, so you've got, um, a fluid experience for your vendors. So instead of them having two completely different interfaces to manage their products and then to see what their stores look like, they just have a single, uh, environment that's nice and clear cut. It supported all of the built in, uh, features of the product management system and the pricing was pretty much based on what our one competitor was priced at. They were at 129 at that point. So we wanted to come in at around the same price. Uh, we didn't have a look at that back in 2015, there wasn't a lot of people were still doing lifetime uh, only and we didn't want to do lifetime only we wanted to have it as an annual license so that was a conscious decision from the beginning because a marketplace product is so complicated and there is constant updates and features having the one-off price wasn't going to be sustainable at the low end uh, and so we did an annual price and we've had two price bumps in that five years which isn't much we're now at 199 a year uh which is middle of the range for, for us in the competition. There are some cheaper and there are some more expensive than us, so we're kind of middle of the range. But the main original factor for us was to make sure that the the pricing wasn't really high and it wasn't really low because I've, I've always believed that if something's too cheap, there's a reason, uh, and if something's too expensive – there's also a reason for that, but we thought we had a good product uh, and we wanted to get as much match uh, mass adoption as possible. So we, we did a two month introductory price and then we bumped it up to the normal 129. And then we went from 129 to 149 and then 149 to 199. Uh, and then we had that annual uh, system up until the middle of 2018 when I wanted to reward our 
successful marketplaces by providing a lifetime option for them. Because by the time you've got a mature marketplace, you're really not tapping into support at all. And so the what you're paying for in premium WordPress products is your access to updates and support. And any of our premium customers, if they have a specific thing that they need, then we'll go out of our way, even if it's not covered by our normal support policy, we'll, we'll do what we can. But the pricing for our lifetime was effectively three-ish years of a normal license. And three years is, three to five years is the, the lifetime of most online businesses. So I was like, if you're, if you're make it past three years, then you're doing really well and we should reward you for that. Um, so that's, that was my thinking of why um, I wanted to introduce a lifetime license. It's also, it's, it's not, it's not on the, the cheap end. Uh, it's, I think three, just under three times uh, our our annual price, and if you are a long time user, we'll even give you a credit on your previous year. Um, so I have considered removing our lifetime license um, because we don't actually get that many sales at all. Just like with WooCommerce, removing the five and twenty five, and a lot of people go nah, but the data just shows that no one's buying them. So why add them? Because then you're just adding a step into the purchase process. And I was like, if I remove the, the lifetime license, there's only one click and you're in checkout. So I like the idea of reducing any barriers to purchase, but I still think that there are people that will purchase the lifetime licenses because they, they believe in their business idea. And I think out of all of our lifetime license holders, we have two that have asked for support after year one. I think the reason is is really cool um, that instead of you trying to um, upsell somebody to uh, to to get crazy cash in your pocket, um, your motivation seems the other direction to kind of help out successful people that have have been loyalists and um, uh, have been supporting you along the way, which. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, far too few businesses reward loyal customers rather than, you know, looking for that that cash cow acquisition, you know? Yeah, I, I always believe that the people that have stuck around, the people that have been there since day one, the ones that actually send us an email and say, hey, myself, my daughter and my husband all quit our day jobs because of your product and now we run a business out of our home. Uh, and, and that's pretty awesome that we're able to change someone's life to the fact that they're not working in hospitality anymore. They're, they're running their, their little marketplace at home and they've been doing that for three or four years. Uh, and, and being able to say, Hey, you know what, here's, here's a lifetime license and you guys can just keep on going. Like I, the, the cash, cash injection is nice. And once a year we run a promo where people can get the lifetime license at a at a, a pretty steep discount, uh, but that's only for our birthday. We I don't discount our product very often um, because that's I, I want to reward the people that stick around more so than the people that are trying to save a few bucks and then leave um, because the 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 product is a whole business in a box. 
Like it's not a small product. It's got a lot of moving parts and it takes a lot of time to learn how to, to, to get it to work as, as you require. And it's the same with just WooCommerce. Like WooCommerce on the surface, you can be up and running in a couple of minutes, but to make your shop sing takes time and it takes a lot of investment and, and testing and making sure that you're on top of things because a plugin that you may have used for years may just fall on the wayside, but because you've been using it for years, you just keep it instead of actually taking the blinkers off and saying, hey, what's, what's out there? Who's giving good support? Because I believe having been in customer support my entire IT career, um, customer support is paramount. It is the number one thing. If you have great customer support, then if your product is skipping a few beats or it won't matter as much so long as you're you're honest with your customers, you're quick to respond and you're quick to fix it. If you can get those three things sorted out, um, I think most product businesses can can really succeed. And and the, we've actually had quite a few pre-sales questions where they was like, they told us that they selected our product over our competitors just because we answered quicker. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that rewarding. It was interesting because I had a client and this is a totally different circumstances, but I had a client who I worked with probably a good three years. I built a site for him and I did coaching. He's now retired and he came back to me and he was somebody that was always willing to pay. And he sent me an email and said, I need a couple hours coaching. Who can you refer me to? And he said, also, I have a question for you. You might be able to answer. And of course he always amends it with, I'm glad to pay you for it. And I thought, God, this guy for three years, I mean, he he was a steady customer. So I just sent him back an email and said, hey, you know, I'll, I'll give you an hour or two of coaching and here's the answer to the question. And, you know, we'll just call it whatever. And it is, it's like you look at those customers that have, and not everybody can do that. And you don't do it, can do it all the time. And it depends on the circumstances. But you look at those customers that have been loyal and they've really, you know, pushed you through a lot of that time and and that's um yeah I, I i totally can relate so mendel do you have any other i think this has been i i love the marketplace because we haven't talked to somebody on this subject yet in this podcast so this was good to gleam some of this out of uh jamie as far as you know what it takes and the pricing uh you have any other questions before we move on mendel no, you know, I, I just, um, I, I think it's awesome that you brought up that, uh, the idea that people want to get rich quick scheme, um, and that, uh, planning a little bit can go a long way. Um, planning a lot can go a long way too, but, um, there's so many people that want to create an online marketplace or they want to, um, they want to trade Alibaba, um, you know, uh, merchandise and, um, and drop ship and, and they're like, I don't understand what's going on. I, I, I did all the stuff that you're, they say you're supposed to do and I'm, and I'm not making any money. And so the, the idea of community around, um, around all of this is super important. Um, if you have an existing community, then you're, you're probably going to be a lot more successful. Or if you know how to build some community around, um, uh, around your product or your website, um, you're going to be more successful. So I, I think, I think that's a super important point to, to drive home to people that want to get, get into marketplaces. So, cool. Well, 
Uh, moving on to news, absolutely no news. Well, that's a weird thing to say in this time and circumstances. Oh, there's no news, you know. It's, but the only thing I was going to mention under that is that if you belong to the advanced Facebook group on Facebook, they're, they're talking a little bit. Uh, Jonathan, who is one of the moderators there, is talking a little bit about the direction of that. And if you've been thinking about that, getting on a Facebook group, you know, I've had a desire to get on one. I'm not sure. I'm sure everybody's on more than they need, but especially if you're in that group, you may go and check out his one of his posts because he was asking for some feedback on the future of that group. So you'll you'll want to do that for sure. Then over to the announcements. Uh, I know that Mendel has. Why don't you do your one announcement, and I have a couple, and then we'll um, we'll call it a day. Sweet. Um, well, yeah. So uh, in this in this time where we're all kind of um, everybody's online, everybody's working online, um, and there are a lot of new creators out there, uh, wanted to give people the opportunity to just ask questions about WordPress, um, get your questions answered in a pretty casual format. And so Bob and a few other people from the WordPress community have um, agreed to join me on Thursday at 1 p.m. Uh, Central Time uh, for a uh, WordPress Ask Me Anything. You can check out the link to that to sign up at ifyouwillit.com slash WPAMA. And uh, it's, it's free to join, um, free to listen to us, uh, blabber on about WordPress, but uh, you'll you know hopefully get some some good answers to stuff that you're you're trying to figure out or you're stuck on. So uh, check that out. Cool, I'm looking forward to that. And also at the same time, if you're super geeky, you can join the WooCommerce Slack chat over on their core channel in Slack. Like I said, great place to geek out. So you have a couple options. You can either really geek out, talk core, or you can come over to the uh, AMA that we're doing and ask some basic WordPress or WooCommerce questions. Lastly, I just wanted to, um, I don't know, this was last week. Uh, if you missed it, the Bob WP brand, I created this brand 10 years ago. So I did my 10-year anniversary on that particular brand. I uh, one day, I, <laughs> one day, I congratulations. One day, I thought of you know, I, I've been in business for quite some time, been in WordPress three years, and I thought, well, you know, what what am I going to change this brand to? And I thought of that, and I like to say, you know, I thought it was such a, I could say it was such a genius idea, but you know, I don't know if it was or not, but it works. So, so ten years of that, and hoping for ten years more, and uh, I did a big celebration by doing a post. Wasn't that real exciting? But you know, I just thought it was it was a different time, different, you know, things were going on. I thought, okay, here's what happened. Here's a little bit of the story. People want to check it out. We move on. So so that happened. Well, I think excellent show. I'm gonna have you um close out. Mendel will will move on, but um yeah, this has been really good stuff. Oh yeah. Um hey, and uh before before we close it out, I just also wanted to mention WordCamp San Antonio is this weekend virtually. Um, and so if you're, uh, if you're somebody that's been craving some WordCamp stuff, uh, your WordCamp has been canceled, um, or you just want to check out a WordCamp for the first time, I believe it's free um, to stream the, the WordCamp this weekend. So join us over there, uh, because that, that should be a lot of fun. Um, lots, of, lots of good information. And speakers are sp- still speaking. Sponsors are still sponsoring. Um, people are still talking. So 
Um, Jamie, tell us where uh, where people can find you, connect with you if they want to follow up. All right. Uh, well, yeah, I'm on the WooCommerce Slack. Uh, you can find me on there. I'm usually active all hours of the day. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. Um, my account is DC what what, uh, and then uh, the WC vendors one is twitter.com slash WC vendors. Um, we do have a new product coming out soon, uh, which is not marketplace related. Um, it's a new license server. Uh, so people helping developers like ourselves uh, sell, sell and license their, their products on WooCommerce. So, I was hoping for the end of this month, but I think it'll be next month now. But uh, Slack and Twitter are probably the two best places to find me um, because I'm always there. Fair enough. And uh, I want to remind everybody that this podcast would not be possible without support uh, from fooevents.com. You can head over to fooevents.com slash do the woo and you'll get uh, 100% off a license for a full year of that product. Um, also want to thank WooCommerce.com and WPSiteSync.com. Check out all of those. Uh, do us do us a favor. Um, they, uh, they provide support to the show. And, uh, and lastly, uh, please, maybe if you have, if you have some spare change, head over to um, BobWP.com slash friends. And become a friend of this podcast because we're your friends and we'd like you to be our friend. (laughs) That's it for today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you. Thanks. See you all later.